down under to downtown, playing some of the best basketball of his career from the Brooklyn Nets. NBA Strayer, how are you going? Hey, Gap. It is NBA Strayer. It is Monday. Oh, geez. February 21st. Oh, day. And uh, I am your host, James Clements. I'm a writer, shim terms, for whomstever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff. Here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out. Just chilling, not illing. Beautiful day outside. Uh, but either way, we're here to uh, wrap up what's going on in the NBA. And for today's show, that means all stuff. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to wrap the All-Star Weekend. Boom! The dunk comp sucked. Patty got knocked out just before the three-point final by that bastard. Trey Young, he just made the list. Uh, we've got a big man winner for the three-point comp. That was kind of fun. Uh, skills challenge, we saw our man Josh Giddy make it to the final. The All-Star game itself was sick. Just finished. I love a good Elam ending. Uh, CP3's out, six to eight weeks. Anyway... We're going to wrap all the All-Star Weekend with the winners and losers and the game wraps of the All-Star game itself, which will be kind of fun. Uh, we'll do some very quick deaths on a knife, all mate, no mate, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. Uh, we'll do some year nars, the unpopular opinion of the day, and our back take house, where we're serving up a flame grill take. And uh, that'll basically be it. We'll preview the games for Friday, because we're going to be off the next three days. We'll be back on Friday. That's right. You mate Jimmy's going to have a little bit of a holiday. Hanging out with the squid. Not doing much. Either way. All right, so let's bloody well get to it. Episode 761 of NBA Australia. Let's go. The worst of this is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the Shaq attack. Ah, uh, you better. I mean, Shaq is just, look, you got to appreciate his commitment to the cause of whenever he gets the opportunity that he's always going to rise to the challenge of how he can shit on Charles Barkley for not having a ring. <laughs> like, especially this All-Star weekend, I feel like tuning into some of the NBA on TNT stuff, it was a lot of Chuck... Making some pretty salient points all the time. And then a lot of uh, Shaq just shouting at him. Get some ring, Chuck, Chuck. Where are your rings? Where are your rings? Uh, but also, you got to watch out for the Jerry West attack. I don't know if you saw the the weird sort of draft that they did of the NBA 75. Uh, but Jerry West did nothing but shit on Adam Lefko, which was very funny because he's Adam Lefko. <laughs> Jerry West is the fucking logo. Loved it. Anyway, so... I don't know. There was kind of like a nice moment, though. You've got to watch out for uh, Rudy Gobert if you dream on green as well. That was pretty great. Nice little moment. Like, don't compare me to him ever, says Draymond. Doesn't like the Frenchman. Right. So, with all that in mind, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Show with a daily whip run. And yeah, All Star Weekend. It was pretty gnarly. Uh, look, the game itself just finished. It was great fun down the stretch. Uh, the Elam ending always helps. But in terms of the actual weekend, it felt very, very, very odd. I think when you have a dunk comp that sucks as badly as that one did, uh, puts a bit of a dampener on everything else. 
especially considering that, yeah, the three-point comp was awesome and the game itself was really good. Sort of come out of it going, well, that was strange. <laughs> like, you'll remember the Cleveland All-Star game or the All-Star weekend for having, like, one of the, if the single worst dunk comp of all time. So here we are. Anyway, but it was good, wasn't it? Uh, let's fly through the news. Coming out of All-Star Weekend, we had a couple of uh, absentees from the game. Donnie Mitchell uh, has an upper respiratory illness, non-COVID-related, so he sat out of the game today. Bit of a tough one. CP3 got his uh, MRI. We talked about this the other day on Friday's show. He's getting an MRI on his thumb. Uh, he's got an avulsion fracture of his right thumb, so he's out six to eight weeks. Now, you might remember this has happened a couple of times this, this year, the old avulsion fracture of your right thumb. I did the uh, same thing, shit-faced, falling over <laughs> a while ago. Jesus. But, yeah, my thumb was never quite the same because I uh, didn't have uh, health insurance because we would only just moved to the States and would have cost a lot to fix. Turns out, just wrapped it up. She was right. You know, I can, you know, <laughs> tell what the weather's going to change and when it's going to change, etc. but otherwise it's all good. Uh, but CB3, that stinks. So we'll talk about that again in year NARS, but... Six to eight weeks is a long time. LeBron James, uh, in a surprise twist, it's the game-winning shot in the All-Star game. Uh, it sort of capped a big weekend for LeBron where he basically just pitched his way back to Cleveland. Cleveland? Yeah, that's pretty much what happened because the Lakers stink. The Lakers stink! Yeah, they do. <laughs> they really do. And he's like, right, fuck this. I'm going home to Cleveland. This is for you! And did his entire you know game winner and all that sort of stuff. But... Uh, he did actually literally say in an interview, door's not closed on a return to Cleveland. My last year, we played with my son, etc. But he told the Athletic, uh, yeah, the door's not closed on that, about returning to uh, Cleveland. I'm not saying I'm coming back and playing. I don't know. I don't know what my future holds. I don't even know when I'm free. Yes, he does. He signed a two-year contract. You know when you're free. Uh, but he did go on to say, my last year, we play with my son. Wherever Bronny is at, that's where I'll be. I would do whatever it takes to play with my son for one year. It's not about the money at that point. It's making a lot of assumptions that Bronny's actually going to make the NBA. <laughs> but, I mean, I this I love this idea because it just simply brings up the point. Like, if you're a team, if you're OKC, who LeBron uh, pointed to Sam Presti and talked about him being the MVP this year uh, with all those picks, in a basically long-running weekend of shitting on the Lakers and their front office and their brains trust, uh, with Clutch basically seemingly at war with Rob Prelinkler. I'll get to that in a second. Uh but with LeBron sitting there going, yeah, oh, Sam Presti's the, uh, the MVP. Okay, so you've got 87 fucking draft picks over the next six years. You don't think one of them could be spent on Le- uh, Bronny and therefore one year of LeBron James playing next to Josh Giddy in SGA? Love it! Go on, Sam Presti. Put your balls on the table. Let's go right. We're going to get LeBron for a year. Sure, he's 42, but whatever. Anyway, but I love the idea, and it'd be kind of nice, uh, a nice capper to LeBron... Uh, you know, passing Kareem is the on the all-time scoring list, playing with his son, and then he can bow out as one of the all-time greatest, obviously. Top two for me. I uh, did enjoy, I'll talk about the NBA 75 in a second, but I just did enjoy that moment of him and MJ hugging. You know? One of those NBA 75, Kevin Durant missed the uh, game. Sadly, his uh, grandma passed away, which is pretty tough. So I uh, missed out on the uh, 75th, anniversary team etc on all the ceremonies around all-star which is just a bit shit obviously <laughs> one of the teams is team durant he wasn't there because of uh that so really sad and obviously like if you've ever watched kd ever listened to him talk ever read anything he's written uh his family is like you know everything to him so 
especially his mum, obviously. You're the you're the real MVP. And, yeah, his grandma. So, prayers off for KD. Tough one. Speaking of which, Clutch and Palinka. We mentioned that. The Lakers do stink. The Lakers stink! And uh, apparently there's a big Bleacher Report article about uh, Clutch not being happy with Palinka. I love this. It's like... Oh, well, we're not happy with this uh, GM of this team that we basically run. Because you, you might remember that LeBron James and Anthony Davis both clutch clients. And, of course, Rob Blinken decided not to trade away the 2027 first-round pick for the uh, Los Angeles Lakers and Russell Westbrook for uh, John Wall, who you might also remember is also a clutch client. So Clutch like, I can't believe he didn't trade for John Wall. And everyone's like, are you kidding we haven't seen John Wall play for a year. At least we know, like, Russell Westbrook's healthy. <laughs> and we don't have to give up a first rounder. Uh, but, yeah, if you wanted any more evidence on how much the Lakers stink... The Lakers stink! Right there. And, uh, yeah, you'll hear more and more and more about LeBron James going home. Cleveland! To Cleveland, that's right. Uh, the other sort of little bits of news, uh, the in-season tournament, Adam Silver sort of was like, yeah, we're not going to investigate the Sixers, etc. right now because like both teams seem to have made a trade that they're happy with. There was very clearly tampering, but that's fine. Uh, talking about in-season tournament, not on the cards for next season yet, but uh, the league is very, very, very clear that they're going to push for it the year after and add the in-season tournament, uh, which is pretty interesting because I think after we saw the success of the uh, rookie sophomore squads game, I think there's a bit of a blueprint there for your in-season tournament. And the NBA 75. I really, really enjoy that. Now, we're going to get to winners and losers in a second, but I just like, as a general vibe, I absolutely fucking love uh, how the NBA continues to sort of promote their former stars and uh, pays respect Pretty much any opportunity to most of those stars, most of. And uh, it's really, really cool. And it's really heartening when they can do something like NBA 75 and get most of those folks together, especially in times like this. Like, if you're old, like, you don't want to be fucking traveling. I don't want to go on a plane. I'd be like, fuck it. How far is it to drive to Cleveland? <laughs> Cleveland! <laughs> like, if you're anywhere else on the continental U- USA, I'd be like, nah, we're fucking road tripping, son. Like getting out on a fucking plane with a bunch of mouth breathers. <laughs> like, that's why Bill Russell didn't go, you know? Uh, but it was really cool just sort of seeing all of them gathered in one and, like, the uh, respects paid to the older generations by all of the sort of sequential younger generations from, like, Shaq onwards and stuff like that. Just, I really enjoyed that, and uh, it's really kind of neat, isn't it? Just a nice little uh, extra added, like, to this All-Star weekend that, Definitely fucking needed it after that dunk comp. So, speaking of which, let's get to that with the All Star Weekend Rap. All Star Weekend Rap. Weekend Rap. Weekend Rap. Weekend Rap. Weekend Rap. All Star Rap. That's right. Friday, do you remember that? Well, it was Saturday for us, wasn't it? Uh, the rookie sophomore games. Now, first up, absolutely love this. Uh, we talked about the squads on Friday's show. Uh, you had Team Barry, Team. So that's Rick Barry. One of the least liked uh, players in NBA history. <laughs> team Gary Payton, one of the greatest shit talkers in NBA history. Another bloke who everyone fucking hates, Isaiah Thomas. And uh, Isaiah, look, he was still down the stretch like complaining at the refs. It's like, yeah, this is why everybody hates Isaiah Thomas. Uh, and teams, ja- Team James Worthy, big game James. First game, first two games, they went to 50. And then the, uh, they were both really, really close and really, really fun. And then Team Barry beats Team Isaiah in the finals. Uh, 
in the game that goes to 25. That's the NBA 75, you see. 50 in the first one, and 25 in the second one. Uh, they ripped off a 13-2 run to do it. Cade Cunningham uh, hits a big three that basically uh, sealed it. Franz Wagner, hello. Uh, hits the free throw at the end to seal it. 25-20, they win. 13-2 run. It was crazy. So good to see that uh, sort of all roll off. And I enjoyed most of the uh, vibe of this because, like, the actual teams, like, Team Worthy was, uh, you know, a bit weird, a bit gnarly. That was our man Josh Giddy with Ice Cole Anthony, Jaylen, the two Jalens, uh, Herb Jones, etc. But, like, I just enjoyed the balance across all of them. And uh, my pick was Team Barry, and they came through. I just thought there was a nice mix of shows, etc. Uh, what else? I mean, there was a celeb game. Did anyone give any fucks about that? It's like, here's Machine Gun Kelly and a bunch of people I don't know. It's like radical. Uh, it was gnarly to see Miles Garrett, however, out there dunking the shit out of it, and he should 100% be in the dunk comp, and he tweeted that I will be in the dunk comp next year. It's like, yeah, let's get fucking Miles Garrett from the Cleveland Browns. That's right. Cleveland! Out there. He was a boost. Loved it. Then we had the uh, Saturday night stuff. So Sunday our time. Skills challenge, three-point comp, dunk comp. I uh, love the setup of the skills challenge. I know, look, there was a lot of uh, sort of different opinions around the skills challenge and uh, people liking or not liking the setup. I really enjoyed it because I think it made it much more of a sort of actual centerpiece, uh, I don't know, more like actual event because it always comes in like third in vague interest. This was like really cool. I love the team setup. Of, uh, we had the rookies, you had the Cleveland team, and you had the Antonio Kumpos, which is fucking hilarious. We ended up with the rookies versus the Cavs in the uh, make a half-court sh- half shot final. Mobley nails the half-court three with about, what was it, five seconds left uh, to beat the rookies. And it was pretty cool. It was like really, really, really fun. So I enjoyed like the different setups, like the shooting comp, the uh, the passing challenge where the rooks basically got jobbed, <laughs> which is pretty brutal. And like suddenly we're having to do a fucking tiebreaker and that. Anyway, uh, but I just enjoyed the sort of setup because it was a bit funky. It was a bit weird. Giddy looked awesome. Like Giddy looked awesome in the uh, rookie sophomore game as well. And then pops out to the skills challenge. Looked incredible. Loved his shooting too. And then the three point comp. Carl Anthony Towns hold off the duck holds off the duck man Luke Kennard, uh, who had the highest score in the first round and uh, was a Trey Young who pipped our man Patty Thrills Mills for a spot in the final on his last fucking bucket. I couldn't believe I was hanging so much on a three-point comp. But when that ball was in there, I'm like, fuck you, Trey Young! And it landed in, and I'm like, God damn it. Just get me Patty Mills into the final, and away we go. But Carl Anthony Towns was awesome. Like, he won a fucking jump shooting competition without ever jumping. Like, props. (laughs) That's massive. Uh, But, I mean, well, I think Kevin Love has won it before, but, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is obviously the biggest dude to ever win it. And... Really, like, I loved his shots from the elbow. Like, they never looked like they were going to miss. It was really cool. And I do love the three-point comp because, I mean, we all love the three-point comp because you do get sort of bigger stars in it as opposed to the uh, dunk comp. But also, it talks, it basically ends up, you know, fucking Reggie Miller rabbiting on about tactics and shit. Everyone going, shut up, Reggie. Like, the tactic is make shots. (laughs) Make sure you have enough time to make all the shots. Oh, well, you see, Kev, he's got to make his thing. Shut up, Reggie, etc. So I do a lot of yelling, but it also enables someone like Old Mate, who's sitting there watching with uh, myself and the squid, 
Uh, and she was like theorizing and sort of, you know, counting it all. And she got involved because it's pretty easy. It's three points. Well, it's only what? One for the make and uh, your money balls, etc. But it was really good. And it was a really fun spectacle. And it's been this way for ages now. Like it's been better than the dunk comp basically since Aaron Air Gordon and uh, Zachy Cakes Adam Levine were going hammer and tongs in the dunk comp. And the three-point comp was fucking sick. So always will be. I mean, as, as long as there's so much like actual sort of uh, focus on three-point shooting in the NBA, well, it'll continue to be awesome. The dunk comp, however, well, that was the worst dunk comp I've, I've ever watched. And yeah, like it just sucked all the energy out of the building. Like it was just, it sucked. Like it was kind of fun how they started with a bit of hype. You got Cole Anthony out there with his Tims, the Timberlands. It's pretty gnarly. Uh, then couldn't get his dunk to go. Took fucking forever. That set the real shitty tone, and it never got back because he and Jalen Green just got knocked out early. Like, Jalen Green kept fucking up. His mate was just horrible. Uh, it's like, come on, Jalen. Like, jeez. And it sort of uh, ends up them almost, like, defaulting out of it just because they took fucking forever to do anything. So there's only one Toscano Anderson and my man Obi Toppin. Ain't no stopping. Obi Toppin. We're in the final. JTA. Uh, didn't get his second dunk actually off um, in the final, and you're like, oh, God. Uh, so, look, Obi Toppin probably deserved to win it anyway because he had the best dunks. He did jump the bing-bong guy uh, and sort of go behind his back. It was n- pretty gnarly. Like, he had some of the best dunks in it. He deserved to win, but it was just such a fucking downer. Like, you did have the shots of Shaq uh, basically falling asleep watching it. And it really is. It's like, I do like that they were like, yeah, look, you get three attempts or fuck off. It really should be like, speed it up. You've got one attempt, but you get three dunks. And just fucking keep it moving. Like this whole just interminable waiting while they set up with their fucking dipshit mate to throw a ball off a backboard and he can't do it. And then you end up just going, oh, well, I'll just do a windmill or something. It's like, just fucking hurry up and dunk. But I thought the biggest problem with it, there was just a clear lack of creativity in the dunks. Um, Like, that was kind of the weird thing with the Cole Anthony thing. Like, the Timberlands, that was pretty gnarly. At the same time, it was kind of like, all right, so you get a dunk in Tim's. Is the dunk any good, though? And it wasn't that great. It's like, all right. And it didn't get much better from there, you know? Like, the fact that, like, Aaron Air Gordon's, like, got his, like, basically doing scissor kicks eight fucking feet in the air. Or, like, Anthony Simons kissing the rim was a bit of a shit one last year, but, like, blowing out cupcakes, dunking two balls at once if you're JaVale McGee, dunking on extra high rims. Give us some fucking showmanship. It felt like all the way through this dunk comp that they'd spent maybe 25 minutes thinking about what they were going to do and then, like, eight minutes, like, actually practicing the dunks at practice one time. It's like, this is just horrible. So, yeah, that sucked. And then the All-Star game itself... uh, this was fun as shit. So Team LeBron wins the first quarter, 47-45. Team Durant wins the second quarter, 49-46. It's pretty interesting because those are pretty close scores, aren't they? Yeah. Steph Curry hit eight threes in the first half. He hit another eight in the second half. Sets a record. Hit 16. Wins the MVP. The third quarter was tied, 45-45. And it comes all the way down to 25-21 in the, in the fourth quarter. And... Uh, it was sick with LeBron hitting a pretty crazy awesome like one-legged fadeaway to win the game in Cleveland. Cleveland! Uh, while Steph had already dropped 50. So 
which is sick. There was the great sequence right at the end, though, wasn't there, where it's like, uh, I think it was LeBron gets a big, big block on what Embiid. They kick it ahead. Uh, he gets the ball back, throws it out to Steph. Steph on the break for the three. It would have been the scoring record in All-Star as well. Going past Anthony Davis, LeBron's teammate, and Steph couldn't get it to go. <laughs> it's like, ah, God damn it. That was a tough one. So LeBron and Team LeBron win. LeBron's now Team LeBron's now five and zip in All-Star games, which is fucking crazy. Uh, but it was pretty gnarly when they sort of ro- rolled out some of their lineups. You're like, LeBron's got like five, like five of what, the seven best players in the NBA on his team. Like, I think four of the five best are just like starters for him, basically. So Giannis, LeBron, DeMar, Steph, and then you've got Embiid on the other side. Joker, holy shit, yeah. Giannis, LeBron, Joker, Steph, and probably Embiid on the other side. Pretty crazy. Ja Morant had that sick dunk where his head was all the way up. Uh, but either way, look, in terms of the actual game itself, uh, Team Durant, I mean, 36-10-4 for Embiid. He was actually, you know, driving to get fouled, which is pretty funny. Uh, Booker was looking pretty good and pretty dangerous, but he just missed too many threes while Steph was going fucking nuclear at the other end. DeJunte Murray, I thought, was pretty handy. He actually played a little bit of D. Lamelo hit a big three late that kept him in it. He had 18. Uh... What else was there? 13 for Trey on 13 shots. He was uh, talking about ass cold. Ice Trey Young. And uh, Ja Morant only played 18 minutes as well. And I do love when it comes down the stretch, who's out there on the court in an all-star game. And, uh, I mean, Team LeBron had, like, Jared Allen out there with Steph and DeMar and Giannis and LeBron, obviously. And on the flip side, you had Embiid. Uh, you had a bit of, like, Middleton out there as well. You had... Lamello, which I thought was a bit of a uh, interesting one in Devin Booker. So there's a bit of respect there for Lamello, but at the same time, you're like, oh, yeah, but I feel like we should have been playing J- <laughs> Jar a bit here. Oh, well. Uh, so let's do a bit of uh, and yeah, so as mentioned, like Team LeBron, you got 30, 12, and 6 for Giannis, 50 for Steph. He goes 16 to 27 from three, 24 for LeBron James with eight uh, assists, 13 for Darius Rucker, Judy Garland. Not bloody bad. And Joker nearly ends up with a triple-double, 10, 9, and 8. Uh, there were only 48 made threes in this game. Uh, 43% for Team LeBron, 35% for Team Durant. I think the over-under was about 55, so, yeah, a bit short. Either way, uh, fun game, and the Elam ending is always great for the All-Star game because it really does, like, when it's that close, all the way through the first three quarters, and they are pretty, like, well-structured. Like, there was no defense, obviously, early on. And towards the end of each quarter, they sort of uh, locked in a little bit more and were like, oh, shit, yeah, that's right. We're going to do this, don't we? So kind of neat, kind of fun. Uh, with that all in mind, let's do a weekend all-star edition of Weekend Winners and Losers. Oh, my God. I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me, Cam Brockman. Brockman. Yeah, <clears throat> can we get a shot of me? There you go. Carl Anthony Towns is a big weekend winner. Uh, he's basically yep, retiring from All-Star Saturday night because he's won the skills challenge. He's won the three-point comp. Uh, he reckons he doesn't ever want to do the dunk comp. Uh, but he can now walk away literally saying, yeah, I'm the best big man shooter ever uh, because I literally won the three-point shootout, motherfucker. <laughs> like, good on him. And uh, the problem is, like, Carl Anthony Towns is still one of the most anonymous superstars in the NBA 
because he doesn't play any defense and uh, does shoot a lot. And it sort of does lend itself to going, ah, oh, well, it's Carl Anthony Towns. He shoots a lot of threes. doesn't play much defense. He's soft. And have you heard him talk? <laughs> He's got one of the weirdest mixed mashy kind of voices where you hear him talking like, that's his real voice? Ah, <laughs> okay. It's a bit weird. Anyway, uh, but he's a weekend winner because, yeah, anytime you can basically just go, yeah, I'm the best three-point shooting. I'm the best shooting big man of all time. I literally have the hardware now to prove it. Not bloody bad. Another weekend win at Cleveland. Cleveland! Uh, the Cavs won the skills challenge. Uh, they didn't have anyone in the horrible dunk <laughs> And LeBron is basically tickling their balls for him to come home. He's like, yeah, Cleveland! That's it for you! Hitting the fucking game winner. That was awesome. And, like, to be honest, they did a good job of hosting it. It's not really their fault that the dunk comp was shit. Because when you've got the old NBA, you know, the 75 uh, 75th anniversary team uh, squad, whatever you want to call it, all of them there, like, it's going to just lend it a fucking weight, like a historical weight. When you go, where was the 70? Oh, that's right. that was the Cleveland one. Cleveland! When LeBron hit the game winner and the dunk comp was fucking horrible. My point is always going to be, we should always have better dunk comps. Get some fucking old, get Spud Webb in there again. If we're going to, like, feat some of our uh, older dunkers, just get them out there. I don't care if they have to dunk in a nine-foot rim. Doc, as I said, I think I'm tweeting this out. Dr. J would have won that fucking dunk comp, and he's 71. Like, he would have won it today if he had to just roll the ball out and then go, Dr. J, do something sick. He's like, all right. I also love the size of Dr. J's hands. I think I tweeted out as well, right? Like, if we got Dr. J and Kawaii <laughs> to just high-five each other just once, I want to see the size of the crater that would be left behind. But either way, good uh, all-star weekend for Cleveland. They're coming out of this weekend feeling pretty good about themselves. Jared Allen playing in crunch time of an all-star game. That was fucking awesome. What a weekend winner he is. Go the fro, Jared Allen. He's a weekend winner. Gets named an all-star replacement. Is out there in crunch time as their fucking first-choice center over MVP Nikola Jokic. That was awesome. What a vote of confidence by LeBron basically tickling the balls of Cleveland so he can come home. That's that's called greasing the skids right there. <laughs> Another all-star weekend winner, Josh Giddy. Loved it. Loved it. Loved his swagger. Loved how he comported himself in the rookie game and then the skills comp. Uh, most of all, I love the experience for him of being there and seeing how... Uh, crazy and wild All-Star Weekend is. Like, I've been to one, and uh, it was sick. <laughs> and, like, for him to, like, cop it and, like, you know, in his rookie year, really get to experience it. That was really fun. And the same thing goes for Dyson Daniels, our other Aussie. He was in the rookie game. Loved his hustle. He was awesome. Looked great at, uh, a couple of times as well. Can't wait for the Dyson McDaniels experience outside of the G League. Usher's tracksuit. That's a weekend winner. Enjoyed that. I love that he's gone to his uh, tailor and gone, I want to look like Monster Energy, <laughs> but velour. Uh, make me look like Mountain Dew. Love it. Uh, good job, Sh- Usher. Uh, Shaq is a weekend winner. I loved his speech about how he learned about the game, uh, those who inspired him and helped him. and um, That was a really, really amazing, touching speech. I thought Shaq was incredible. And uh, he sort of, you know, cleared out the lane. He's like, look, just this is going to take a little bit, but... Then went into his uh, his sort of like heartfelt monologue about 
those who inspired him and helped him along the way. And it's one of those things where you remember, yeah, look, everybody who makes it that far in any field, whether it be sport, uh, <laughs> no business, academics, art, doesn't matter. Like, there's people who've helped him along, and like Shaq just realizing that was really fucking cool, and sort of having the moment to uh, get out there and explain it all was really just a moment where you're like, yeah, there's a lot that goes into a life. Draymond is a weekend winner. Loved him as Roaming Brian, just talking shit. Way better than Roaming Brian, too. Uh, he and Steph going back and forth is pretty fucking funny. Uh, Jar, just, I mean, the All-Star game, we needed more Jar because it looked like he was going to hurt himself. That was weird. It's like, but, I mean, we could have just gone with 48 minutes of Jar Morant highlights and I would have been happy. Uh, Steph, what a weekend winner. What a performance. 16 threes. That's the most anyone's hit in a regular season game or a playoff game or all-star game, that was unreal. And it's just like, it's fucking electric when he's on. Always will be. And I love that he sort of capped off. He'd never won an all-star MVP. He gets the fancy new Kobe Bryant all-star MVP trophy. And away he goes. Love that. Uh, The NBA 75 weekend winners. It was a long-ass halftime show, but I also fucking loved it, as I said at the top. It was a real fucking reminder. the, The greats, the amount of the greats this game have and the legacy they leave... And how that actually interacts with, like, the ones that came after them and the ones who are playing now and the legends and legends and legends of 75 years worth of NBA. It's just fucking really cool. And, of course, that was all capped off by LeBron and MJ having a bit of a hug. I enjoyed that. But really, most of all, the fact that MJ was there and nobody knew if he was going to be there. Because from all reports, he was, like, basically hanging out in Charlotte or something. He was, like, going to... Oh, no, Daytona. Yeah, he was, like, at a NASCAR thing. And then just, like, was, all right... I heard there was some gambling going on at the All-Star game, so I'm going to have to uh, jump on the plane and pop over. Um, but I love that he showed up. I love that he was introed last. It was fucking electric. Michael Jordan is incredible. I mean, he was obviously like, all right, Adam, uh, you have to cut me a check if you want me to show up to your fucking NBA 75 thing. And Adam said, I was like, fuck, all right, how much, MJ? He's like, 30 mil? <laughs> how much did I get paid my last season with the Bulls? Yeah, match that, and away we go. Uh and you know that it was a stipulation that he gets introed last and he gets to stand higher than LeBron on the uh, podium. But I just enjoyed the fact that like he was out the back talking shit to Magic again. Let's You and me, let's go one-on-one. I'd still kick your ass. MJ's a psycho. I fucking love it. And then he and LeBron having that hug, it was really just a great moment. So just a really fun weekend and uh, NBA 75 was unreal. So uh, I guess that leaves us with weekend losers though. <laughs> We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Loser. Loser. Uh, Scotty Barnes, that was a rough skills challenge for him. Uh, He redeemed himself in the end, but, gee, Scotty Barnes and the shooting thing. It's like 100% shacked and a fool. Uh, Cole Anthony. Tough one for Cole Anthony. Showed up to All-Star Weekend. He uh, missed a bunch of shots in the rookie game, uh, rookie-sophomore game. Pulled his pants down literally at one point to moon. Uh, who was it? I can't remember who he mooned. Fuck. Desmond Bain, I think it was, yeah. And then he bricked some dunks, put on some Tims, and seemingly broke his thumb <laughs> and then fucked off. So great job, Cole Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> he is such an awesome dude in like front of the camera, but like very, very uh, on, if you know what I mean, like all the time. And But it, ter- it turns out his thumb's all right, but 
I mean, that's what his uh, IG story said, right? My thumb's okay, everybody. Looked like he fucking heard it, though, but it was pretty funny. Uh, the dunk comp in general, obviously, is a weekend loser because that was horrible. Obi Toppin, like, I thought we'd see some more cool shit from Obi Toppin. I thought his last dunk of, like, dunking it in off the backboard was pretty gnarly. But the more you think about that, you're more like, well, that's that's a layup. <laughs> his reverse also, like, was fucking sick, but also, I don't know if he got it over the rim with his hand still there. And so, again, that might have just been a really complicated layup. Either way, Jalen Green showed off his hops a little bit, but it's like that's the entire vibe. Like, show us how fucking high you can jump. Just do cool shit. Just do something fucking gnarly. And I thought JTA almost tried early, but then he ran out of dunks seemingly. And, yeah, the dunk comp was shit. So, I think it. Uh, next year, I wouldn't be surprised if it loses pole position on... Um, the Saturday night at All-Star out there in Salt Lake City, and we get the three-point comp instead. I wouldn't be surprised if they rejigger the actual sort of uh, format just a little bit as well. Like, just the timing was horrible in this one. I did enjoy the judges. It wasn't too egregious a lot of the times. Like, Clyde Drexler had more fucking uh, variation in his scoring than anything else. He was higher than some of the dunks he used to pull off. Uh, but still... At least you didn't have D-Weed fucking up and uh, ruining somebody's uh, weekend. But either way, look, the dunk comp was a big loser, and yeah, we've got to fix it. DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled! They all told me you'd never perform at a halftime show at the All-Star game. Well, you still kind of haven't, DJ Khaled, because that was halftime at the Saturday night between events. My guy. And, like, the fact that they trotted out Lil Wayne. Sorry, Lil Wayne. Migos, Lil Baby, Ludacris, Mary J. Blige. And for it to still be shit. Like, that was a powerful amount of just real shittiness. Like, I think I may have... uh, Was this on the face or something? But just basically me sitting there going, hang on a second. Like, did the producers of that show, after it happened, all turn to each other and go, high-five and go, yeah, we fucking nailed it. Like, it was horrible. Like, there are ways to make rap uh, performances fucking electric. And ironically, we literally saw it last week at the fucking Super Bowl. And it wasn't helped by the fact that very clearly, like, DJ Khaled had his mic on. That's not a great first step. Uh, Mary J. Blige, I think, had hers on. Ludacris definitely did. Migos definitely did not. And uh, Lil Wayne, I think, sometimes it was, sometimes it didn't. Lil Baby, I don't think his was. Anyway, but it was just... Gosh, seriously. You need more rehearsals. You need something, but that was fucking horrible. So, yeah, big losers. Other losers, NFTs. (laughs) Hey, guys, I've got an NFT that I've got around my neck on a chain. I'm going to dunk with it. Oh, no, I'm not going to dunk with it on because I realized I might break my teeth. And then Jalen Green, uh, having set himself up like that, then took nine times to get his dunk right. What a fucking loser. Uh, so Jalen Green, obviously, is a big weekend loser. Bit of a tough one. And uh, two more in the losers. The NBA, I think they sort of were saved this All-Star weekend by the fact that the All-Star game itself was fucking awesome down the stretch. Uh, and the all the NBA 75 team, right? But 
I think they might have to look at uh, some other tweaks. I think to really, like, especially early on in that All-Star game, it was just like, all right, so we're all warming up. Cool. But geez, <laughs> this is rough. And it felt very, 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 very unhype until literally, you know, the last couple of minutes of each quarter and then the end of the actual game itself. And there's got to be ways you can do different stuff. We're going to be talking four-point shots, maybe. We're going to be talking other stuff. They've got to change it up, I think, don't they? They have to do something. Not just to the dunk comp, but look, I think the skill challenge change, change was pretty good. The three-point comp, uh, the adding of, like, you know, the monster, whatever, the Mountain Dew balls was pretty fun. But, uh, yeah, just feeling a little bit wonky, and, like, next year will be a big, big, big test because you won't have the uh, NBA 75 dudes there, so... Anyway, the last one, the fucking jerseys. Now, if you listen to this show, you know how I love, A, good jerseys, B, hate fucking grey jerseys. And this is the thing. Steph Curry put up a fucking performance for the ages, and there is absolutely zero chance you will ever see anybody in their right fucking mind wearing a Steph Curry NBA All-Star 2022 jersey. Ever. Because they're horrible. Seriously, don't give it to the work experience, kids. It's not busy work. Get a half-decent fucking designer. That was atrocious. We should never, ever have a grey in sight on an All-Star Weekend jersey. It's not hard. Fuck. Anyway. All right, let's really quickly uh, do that. That's not a knife. Uh, approved performance of the night, etc. <laughs> That's not a knife. I mean, the NBA Australia approved performance of the weekend. It's got to be a combo of Cat, Steph, and LeBron. Uh, obviously, Steph hitting 50 points. He shot 17 to 30. The floater that he hit was amazing. He only hit one shot that wasn't a three, and it was a beautiful floater. Uh, 16 to 27 from downtown. Absolutely insane numbers. Like, it was great. It was fun. It was loose. It was hilarious. It's like literally like roll off your fucking couch, like just in just sheer awe and hilarity of what he was doing. 16 and 27 from three. Uh, and LeBron's like, actual, that's not a knife. That's a fucking knife. I'm going to hit the game-winning shot in Cleveland, motherfuckers. That's how this is going to go. Cleveland! I mean, it was classic. So, uh, But, I mean, you've got to put Steph's performance. I mean, it's definitely going to go somewhere, doesn't it? Where's it going to go? Where's it going to go, Jimmy? Oh, shit! I think we know where it's going to go. This is going straight to the pool room. Because it was absolutely fucking awesome. <laughs> so great job, Steph. LeBron also, the 24, 6, and 8. He was great. That was awesome. Uh, 2 of 11 from downtown, though, for LeBron. I'm just showing, just saying. Uh, but the game winner. Come on. The absolute dagger. And Carl Anthony Towns winning that. It was pretty cool. Good on you, Obi Toppin, as well. Uh, who was old mate, no mates, however? Old mate, no mate. 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 Who's got no mates today? Uh, it's like a combo of DJ Khaled and Reggie Miller. Like, there's not. If you could probably go through all of Twitter and go, well, who enjoyed that DJ Khaled performance, and who enjoys listening to Reggie Miller? Like, that's a hell of a Venn diagram if you can put it together. <laughs> 
It's like 0%. That is amazing. Uh, Spud of the weekend. Spud, 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 of the night. I mentioned Scotty Barnes having a bit of a struggle town. But Chris Middleton continued on from his pretty rough last game. It was against the Sixers right on Friday. With a really rough shooting night in the All-Star. He went one of eight. That was the worst shooting of everybody involved, which is pretty gnarly. Um, like, Chris Paul obviously got back out there. So even with his fucked thumb, I enjoyed that Chris Paul went out there uh, to get, like, a an assist, but nobody actually helped him and got him one. So he ended up with zero 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 in his uh, two minutes. Uh, but, yeah, Middleton being ice cold still. And, I love this, getting blocked by his own teammate Giannis was pretty gnarly. So... Chris Middleton, 1 of 8 in 21 minutes, 5 points. That's a bit of spud worthiness, isn't it? Yeah, you know it is. And in terms of other spuds, I mean, Jalen Green. <laughs> I felt pretty harsh with the loser comment earlier, but jeez. Like, you're a rookie. You're wildly athletic. you got to come a little bit more prepared for the dunk comp than that. Hey, man, look at my sick NFT on this chain. I'll give it to the judges. It'll be awesome. Nothing about that was awesome. Just get the dunk right. Fucking hell. That'll be more memorable than you shitting the bed with an NFT around your fucking neck. Oi. Uh, what else? Who else was there? Ah, uh, that's probably... In terms of losers, like the three-point comp. In terms of losers, I mean, there's a couple of rough ones, but uh, look, everybody sort of got into a bit of a groove by the end of it, so it wasn't too bad. Pantsing of the night, though. Very bad, 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 very, very bad, bad. <laughs> This was easy. Cole Anthony literally pantsed himself to try and put off Desmond Bain, as I said earlier, right? He literally dacked himself, so that's a bit of a pantsing. And finally, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, better than Lonzo Ball. I mean, well, he's never been an all-star, so literally everybody in today's game. But also, when your little brother's an all-star ahead of you, that's just got a fucking sting. And to be honest, the fact that Lamelo was actually there in crunch time stings even more. And Lamelo played pretty bloody well. He went 4 of 8 from downtown, so he ends up with 18, 3 and 3 with 3 steals. And of course, favoured better than Lonzo Ball, uh, DeJunte Murray was also really good, as mentioned. 17, 5 and 5 for him, shot 7, 11 as well. So there you go, all better than Lonzo Ball. Finally, 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 Dickhead of the Weekend. Dickhead of the Week! And I enjoyed the simple fact that we didn't have too many dickheads in this entire thing. But it's just got to go to Reggie Miller. Like, I get that he's just like, Ah, the three-point cup is king, Kev! The three-point cup is king! It's like, yes, Reggie, people like shooting. No fucking shit. Yes, we get that you're a shooter as well. But shut the fuck up, you dickhead. We get it. Oh, he's got to hit. This one's crucial, Kev. This one's crucial, B.A. B.A. He's got to hit this one. We understand, Reggie. Fucking shut up, though. I absolutely love. So Alan Iverson is one of my all-time favorite players. Will always forever be. I also love how very little regard he holds Reggie Miller in. So when D-Wade was there with AI, um... And you've got Kevin Harlan and Reggie, and like AI is just like this fucking side side eye and Reggie Miller the entire time. Either way, we come out of another fucking All Star weekend going, yep, that was definitely too much. Reggie Miller, he's a fucking dickhead. 
Uh, and also, a bit of an extra bonus college basketball dickhead. Anyone going after Juwan Howard for, like, you know, throwing a bit of a sl- you know slap punch in the middle of a brawl? Fuck it. I love Juwan Howard. He can have a crack at that Wisconsin coach anyway. I think the Wisconsin coach started it, so fuck him. Right, Ian Ars really quickly after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do some Nas there, brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, better go to the online bottle not the actual bottle Some mouth-breathing, breathing corona all over you. Gross. Anyway, go to thedailyliquor.com, check out all their beer, wine, cocktail specials, everything you need. You know, sort out your knockoffs. It's just great, thedailyliquor.com. It's got everything you need. So, if you bang in the code STRAYA as well, when you check out, you get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA. It's a great drinking beer. Tell you that much. Knocked off a few on the weekend. And uh, this is for the Melbourne metro area. You get same-day delivery before noon. So, go get around the dailyliquor.com right now. Bang in that code STRAYA and uh, get a free sixer on your mate Jimmy. Right, some yeah, nahs really quickly. Scotty Baxter. Jimmy, yeah, nah. Cat won't shut up now about being the best shooting big man of all time. Yeah, nah, nah, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking loves that accolade, uh, which is cool because he is, and that's a pretty cool thing. At the same time, I'd also like to see him go, well, can I be the best shooting big man of all time, but also win Defensive Player of the Year? Because <laughs> until he does, like Minnesota is still a fucking shit show, right? Like it's really neat that he can shoot the shit out of the ball. It'd be really, really cool if you could also anchor, like, a top five defense in the West. Like, what are we doing? Uh, so good job, Cat, though. That was sick. I enjoyed that he won it uh, because fuck Trey Young and the duck man, Luke Kennard, just got a weird-looking face and fuck that guy. Matty Owens, yeah, nah, Jimmy. Six and a half games of that number one seed lead. Is that now in serious danger for Phoenix? Yeah, nah. Oh, so with Chris Paul out six to eight weeks, six and a half games, though, is still a lot. It's a big lead. And they sort of do have, like, this sneaky, okay depth uh, because they've got, what, Alfred Payton. They've also got Campaign, uh, who we've seen fill in for Chris Paul at times anyway. So if you miss, what, 15 games, two months, though, so that takes us basically to the start of the playoffs. You're going to miss 20-odd games. If you go 500 over that stretch, though, you like, it's going to take a lot from Golden State or Memphis to catch them. Uh, so I think they should probably still be okay, but because uh, they do have like a pretty solid roster, Phoenix. What might be the problem is if they sort of have a bit of a slide and suddenly, yeah, like it gets a little bit wonky, but campaign, they've got Aaron Holiday, they've got Alfred Payton. They should be able to sort of deal with it a little bit, just a little bit. I don't know, but it's a bit tough. Uh, but six and a half games, look, in terms of the actual standings, like for Phoenix, they're going to be sitting there going, look, we're six, we're, as long as we're eight games up on Memphis, right? Like if we drop out of the top one to Golden State because they go on a massive run, like it's going to take so much effort. 
Phoenix are 48 and 10. That's incredible. Golden State, six and a half games back. I don't think they'll be able to pip them. I think they've got enough sort of weapons there. You've got Booker as a primary ball handler as well. What you will see is their clutch stats will probably go down a bit, but yeah, all they need to go is like probably go 500 and they'll still be fine. So that's a good question though, Matty. I like that one. Our final one, real quick, is All-Star Weekend a bit cooked? Yeah, nah. Nah, look, because I think as long as you... All it ever really takes is one fucking awesome, sick dunk comp where you do get like... Remember like Aaron Gordon, Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine... They weren't exactly like household names. They were kind of like, oh, well, they're obviously, you know, lottery picks. So if we can sort of plumb the talents of lottery picks uh, over the last few years and find some who are actually really fucking keen on doing it. Like Jalen Green being the two pick this year was pretty cool, but the way he did not deliver, not great. Obi Toppin, also a lottery pick. Pretty sick. Cole Anthony, what, pick 15? JTA, not quite there. But... I feel I feel like you've got to throw in like some sort of weird wrinkle where it's like a G League dunker or like an amateur dunker as well, just to make everybody lift their game. So, but basically, the All Star Weekend itself, look, rookie sophomore game. I thought that was fucking awesome. I really enjoyed that sort of setup, and I feel like that's what they should be doing for their actual in season tournament. Uh, play to fifty uh, or twenty five, whatever. Shorten rosters. Only seven dudes from your team have to go. Um, you just got to figure out your compensation to make it really fun because that actual sort of tournament itself was really good. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so like All-Star Weekend itself, the game itself was really good today. You get a good dunk comp, you get a good three-point comp, you're fucking laughing again, you know what I'm saying? But the thing is, NBA, all I need is my six-figure salary as your vice president of fucking common sense, you idiots. Get some good jerseys. How hard is it? Not very. Get some fucking good jerseys jerseys, have a fun memorable game, and you know what? All-Star Weekend is fucking fixed. Done. This year copped a shit ton of flack because the wildly horrible worst dunk comp of all time, and fucky, shitty, lazy jersey. Pull your finger out. You're a billion dollar enterprise. Alright, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, not really unpopular, but isn't it weird that like the NBA... Feel like you know Donnie Mitchell doesn't play today. Like you've got dudes who are on the bubble, right? And the voting, the fan votes, the actual votes. Like why the fuck are they not there just in case anyway? So Chris Paul fucks his thumb. It's like he doesn't have to play, but we'll replace him with somebody else. So your dudes on the bubble, they should be basically roped into doing either the three point comp, the skills comp, or yeah, the dunk comp. Basically, just going cool. Guess what? We've got Anthony Edwards. He was on the bubble this year. He's now in the dunk comp. That's going to be cool. Oh, guess what? He's here. He can replace Donnie Mitchell. Boom. Off you go. Same sort of thing goes in the East. Like, Tyler Hero can do it in the... It's like, oh, we'll add him to the three-point comp. That'll be fun. That'd be a bit weird. Miles Bridges, same sort of thing. On the uh, bubble. Boom. You're in the dunk comp. Off you go. And you know that they'd go because it's like, shit, well, I'm on the bubble. If there's, like, somebody who wants to sit out, fuck yeah. I'll get the call up. I'll be an all-star. That'd be unreal. How is this not happening, NBA? How are you doing this so badly? Fuck. Anyway. All right, last one. Outback Takeouts. It's Monday at Outback. You know what that means? Oh, yeah. Driving back from the beach. Hit a roo. Guess what? It's now on the specials board. That's right. Bush steaks. Only at Outback. It's a lean meat. 
And today's Flame Grill take is... The Lakers 100% should have traded LeBron at the deadline. Because now that we know that he's opting out next year and going to Cleveland this offseason, they've completely fucked themselves. Only at Outback. As soon as the writing was on the wall that Cleveland was good again and the Lakers were shit, they should have done something. Because, <laughs> jeez. I'll tell you what. Not great. All right, we'll be back with the game previews uh, for Friday right after this one. This is Chris Anstey, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Uh, real quick, Australian Player Watch. Good to see Paddy Thrills in the three-point comp. I enjoyed that immensely. Uh, just him out there. I was actually wearing my Paddy Thrills jersey, the same one he was wearing, which is kind of neat. Uh, the squid loved it. Paddy Meals. And, uh, yeah, it was just a tough one that he missed his, uh, his entire first rack. But, anyway. And uh, giddy up. Enjoyed him out there uh, in the rookie games and in the skills challenge. Would it be nice to see Josh Green, I reckon, in the dunk comp. Just saying, Josh, put your uh, name out there next year. Uh, the Paddy Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in, however, is just a really great one for the uh, Paddy Mills IG. Because, look, Paddy, we all know he's a legend. Uh, but the way he sort of goes about his business and uh, represents everybody, it's just fucking beautiful, isn't it? And so his IG post uh, was for the kids from a kid who was once in the same shoes, him shooting threes and a picture of him as a kid shooting threes or shooting from a long way away. And he was wearing his awesome shoes. I fucking love it. So great job, Patty. What a legend. Go check that on IG. And there's also a great pic- bunch of awesome photos of him and Josh Giddy hanging out. Uh, over All-Star. So, what a legend. I just love that he got to go to All-Star Week and be a big part of it. Paddy Mills, you're a fucking star. Right. Let's do the game previews for Friday, shall we? Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverton Bane. Not a problem, Jerry. How was the weekend? Great. I went to the pub for dinner on, was that, Saturday? Squid watched a shit ton of the All-Star stuff with me. Yeah, feeling good. Be relaxing. Now I'm going to have three days off. I don't know what I'm going to do. I think Squid and I are going to go to the zoo on Wednesday. That'll be good. Uh, for the picks that we made for the uh, actual All-Star Weekend, my team, Rooks, for the skills challenge, that just missed. Uh, Three-point comp by Patty Mills over uh, Fred Van Vliet and Trey. Only one of them made the final and didn't win it. Uh, dunk comp, I nailed the Obi Toppin pick. And the All-Star game, Team LeBron for the win. Nailed it. Uh, I also think I said bet the over, which I think just hit. Yeah, by three. So that was good. Happy days. Uh, but in terms of the actual odds for uh, Friday's games, we're a little bit far out. So we might just pick some uh, head-to-heads. I'll just quickly check. Uh, but yeah, no actual games yet at the moment. Uh, so the head-to-heads for Friday's games, because, uh, yeah, we won't do a show until Friday. Uh, we have Cleveland at Detroit. I'm going the Cavs there. They're going to come flying off. A massive all-star break, I reckon, the Cavs. Garland and Allen, having spent all that time with all these legends, they're going to obliterate Detroit. So give me the Cavs. Boston, they go to Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn, obviously, without KD for a little bit still. Boston, they're going to kill them. So Tatum, having spent all that time, again, at All-Star. Jalen Brown fucking spewing, hanging out, just going, this is bullshit. I can't believe I'm not an All-Star. Again, they're going to kill Brooklyn. Uh, Chicago hosting Atlanta. That's going to be awesome. Love this matchup. The Bulls versus the Hawks. I reckon that'd be a really fun playing 
or playoff series, right, after if Atlanta get through the play-ins. I'm going to take the Bulls head-to-head there. Memphis at Minnesota. This is a great one. Jar versus Cat. I think I'm going to go Memphis on the road in Minnesota. I think Jar, Triple J, and those guys, it might take them a little bit to sort of get back up to speed, but Minnesota's defense is so horrible that I think Memphis can run over the top of them. Phoenix at OKC. This is going to be massive because Phoenix without Chris Paul, if they get this win against a sneaky, sneaky OKC team, um, then they're well on their road to sort of making sure they keep that one seed. I'm going to take Phoenix here. I think Booker is prime for a big last third of the season. Off we go. OKC, though, just saying. Keep an eye on the Josh Giddy triple-double there, too. Golden State go to Portland. Portland have been fired up for a little bit. I think Golden State, uh, eye of the tiger from here on out. I wonder if Steph got his eye back in with all that shooting in the All-Star game, but I'm going to take the Warriors in that one. And then Denver on the road in Sacramento. This is fascinating. I have no clue what Denver's going to do in the last third of the season. Sacramento at home with a rested... Uh, Getting up to speed on things, Suvlaki King, Demanda Sabonis. I'm going to go to the Kings to get a weird upset against Denver at home on Friday. So, And there we go. That's it. Awesome. And that's it till Friday. So I'm going to take three days off, uh, hang out, actually have a uh, bit of moment to myself. <laughs> Pretty cool. Uh, so those are Friday's games. We'll wrap all those up for you on Thursday. Out oh, on Friday, rather. And obviously... On Friday's game, we might do a bunch of things that we're going to look forward to, like basically the five to ten biggest storylines the last third of the season to keep your eye on. So we'll make that a little bit of a treat for you as well as the uh, weekend preview and everything. But I'm psyched. A couple of days off, get myself primed for the uh, last of the season and then the uh, playoffs. So that'll be really fun. So yeah, just a heads up. That's why we won't have shows tomorrow, Wednesday or Thursday. Cool. Uh, You can still go check out NFL Australia, though, with myself and Gaz talking about the Super Bowl. Adam, always with World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube. Always great times. Uh, Facey, Twitter, IG. We'll still be updating that, don't worry. Uh, get her at nbaaustralia.com slash merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Because I'll be uh, not working the next couple of days, just hanging out, I'll be able to send it out to you quick smart. So uh, go and buy a hoodie or a T-shirt. Come on. Uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYA. Get 20% off there and free shipping. Thedailyliquor.com. Use the code STRAYA. Get a free six-pack. And Noble. Download the Noble app from your app store. Bang in the code, Australia. Get 20% off that as well. Uh, big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, though, House Hats. Congrats to my boy, Freddie, for having his boy. That's awesome. On you, Freddie. Uh, also, thanks to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all at Bandcamp. Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, however you listen to your tunes, do that with the Australian bands. Because NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So should you. All right, and that's it. Uh, no skit for the end of today's show because uh, just going to chill the fuck out for a couple of days. And we'll talk to you on Friday, you dickheads. There's NBA Australia saying, fucking hire me, NBA, and get some good jerseys. Fuck. Later, hasn't. <laughs>